Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Weekend sports with a difference. Yeah, really shouldn't be drinking. Oh, really? You learned that in med school that you obviously didn't get into? A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. At least I have my own bed. Your bed is a car. Yeah, but it's a sweet car. And Rashad Taylor. He's a very gifted singer. I'm really, really good. How good? I've been called the songbird of my generation. Stop. Of people who've heard me. That good. On 1080 The Fan. Nine oh two. Happy Sunday morning, everybody. That music's tight. It is. We got a sports Sunday open today. I love it, man. It's been a while. No football for a week, man. That's, I know. You know, that's nice, <laughs> I guess, to get a sports Sunday. You know, I I decided to do it last second, but I this past Friday. We didn't do football Friday on any of the shows because, well, there's no football. So why do football Friday? So why are we, why are we going to be football Sunday today? We'll talk some football. But, I mean, what are we going to do, preview the Super Bowl when next week we're going to preview the Super Bowl? Yeah, it's a damn preview shame twice. we didn't get our Pro Bowl this weekend. <laughs> right? So much, damn shame. I wouldn't so much have watched hot a talk. lick of it anyway. I mean, if it's just like a skills challenge or stuff like that, that now, then I would absolutely watch the Where's Pro my Bowl. dodgeball competition? I mean, seriously, man, give me something fun. Let them play like freeze tag or something like that. Let's let's have some let's have some actual races. You know, let's see who's really fast. Let's do some combine stuff. Like I think the like the Mister Freeze guy who runs in the back of where is that? <laughs> Bingo. Atlanta. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. The the seventh inning or sixth inning thing they do with the Braves games where they have the guy dressed uh, like uh, Dayman from uh, Always Sunny, <laughs> right? Or what? what or Green what, Man. Green Man. Green Man. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Sorry. Green Man. Uh, he's dressed like Green Man, and he runs through the warning track, and he, he beats almost everybody soundly. Well, I guess also Dayman, because he's got some nice silver tights on. And that that is true. Yeah. 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 I don't watch It's Always Sunny that much, so I was I know Joe is a big fan, so I was hoping he would help me out with that reference, but yeah. What well, would make you guys watch the Pro Bowl? I'm curious. Nothing. Dodgeball competition. Like I mean, In the middle was, of the Pro Bowl. 
dodgeball like and football in the middle. <laughs> every every incomplete pass, you have to throw the ball at somebody else and get them <laughs> off the field. Or else the play doesn't count. And it counts as like a red card in soccer. Now they're playing with 10 guys on defense or 10 guys on offense because you threw the ball at them. That'd be kind of funny. Oh, Pro Bowl, it could be so much better. I think they should just go to like a, again, just like a competition type thing. Do some, almost do some uh, combine type stuff. Like who's the strongest guy? Uh, you know, who can bench press the most? Who... Uh, who, who's got the fastest, you know, 100-yard dash. Would you really Stuff watch like that, that, though, Absolutely. or would you just read about it later? Absolutely, I'd watch that. I mean, wouldn't you mm. want to see, like, Tariq Hill race someone? Like, I mean, that no, would be... because Tariq Hill would win. <laughs> I mean, he has a funny running motion. I saw some of his track and field stuff and did some racing. He's a really funny running motion. I think there's a lot of guys in the league that probably could get him, but in those pads, it's, it's just different. But I think the Pro Bowl, let's stop calling it the Pro Bowl, call it like the NFL Stars competition or something like that. And I think more people will be enticed to kind of watch that. But Yeah, I think it's just a tough selling point for NFL athletes. Like, hey, you finished your season, no more you know, working hard, physical workouts, having to – blast each other in the skull you know so uh here's your weekend off in orlando and Ooh. now we're gonna ask you to do <laughs> all that because hawaii one wasn't weekend. nice at all like <laughs> seriously like the most beautiful place on earth like people that have been to fiji and you know all these beautiful places always tell me like hawaii is so beautiful though so let's take the pro bowl away from there and put it in orlando i mean i've never been like, to orlando so i can't like speak the, to it but no, I mean, orlando is like the most i've been to disney world yeah it's i mean Disney World's cool. Yeah, that was I great. Guess, you know, but city of Orlando, sorry, guys, <laughs> from Orlando, uh, not the coolest city outside of the uh, uh, Disney World. I don't know if a lot of people are like me or not, but I, I've i always had a hard time caring about all-star anything. It's always the skill stuff that gets me more interested. Like, I don't care about the NBA That's all-star game, yeah. but I care about the three-point contest and dunk contest more, although even now I'm still kind of like, eh, do I really want to watch that? Um, then... In baseball, like the home run derby is fun, but I don't care about the all-star game that much, although I'll watch it because it's baseball. It's my favorite sport. NFL, though, they do have the skills, competitions, but I don't care. It's like, hey, which quarterbacks can throw through these hoops? Oh, great. You're really accurate with the ball. I knew you were. Like, I, I don't know. I just It's kind of funny to see the ones that you know are not, and they go out there and try to do it, and they, either they surprise you. You're like, damn, man. Well, they're still NFL Joe quarterbacks, better right? better than I thought. Or it's like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, he is awful. And you I know? think just the social media age, it's like if there's anything actually worth seeing in any of those, you're, you're going to see it on see Twitter it. or Instagram or anything like that. I'm talking about actually man, watching live. Oh, man, damn. Because the one thing I know I, I hate to watch on social media afterwards is the three-point contest. I hate to hear about – I hate to watch the dunk contest either because I don't want it to be – if it's trash, I'm like, all right, it was trash. But if it's great, which it has been as of late, and you miss it and you got to see all the – it just takes away some of the – some of the, you know, that that hypeness that you might have had while you were watching. You it, like so. to kind of be involved in social media or like watching it with some friends or something? So watching it with some that friends vibe. is pretty yeah, – it's pretty – pretty fun you know when you watch it by yourself it's like oh that's that's tight but you know if your people are around it's like, oh there's a little more kind of energy you know there so i don't know i think the all-star game the nba all-star game is the only one that i'm like i kind of get up for that because that one actually can be competitive well it's also your favorite sport right football is football but, your favorite sport yeah but the nba is it's probably more fun to watch like football i, I get burnt out on watching football games all day i can watch a few basketball because well, to me the nba all-star game is not fun like they, they, they have been a little bit more competitive recently because of, of the late, team yes. LeBron stuff and team Giannis, but it's just, I don't know. I just, I just don't I think changing love the East West it. thing kind of was a big thing because the East was obviously trash for a long time and it looked like those games weren't even close. Still kind of is. I mean, it's, I mean, it's better kind of, 
This is better this year. I think, <laughs> I think it's been better for the last couple of years. I think with the All-Star game, too, uh, there's two reasons that I like it more than before is that, I mean, you get highlights. Like, you got players doing crazy stuff in the NBA All-Star game. Like, alley-oops, throwing alley-oops to themselves, to other players, pulling off highlights that you normally wouldn't see. And obviously, because there's no defense, they're they're doing that. But then we got kind of robbed this year going forward of really competitive all-star games because last year when they did the whole last team to score 24 points or to get to that final number, how intense was that towards that was the end? Intense. I hated that idea at first, too. I was like, this sounds stupid. But then I saw it. Like, Kyle Lowry first. taking charges in the all-star game. <laughs> LeBron that, freaking out, throwing up half-court three-pointers to try and win it. I forgot about that. That was a good addition for the NBA all-star game because it, it just made it mean more. I'm saying just put – they can start putting certain incentives or certain, like, you know, benchmarks in the, in the all-star games. Like, hey, man, whoever uh, first team to homer – uh, gets ten thousand dollars. Like I think, I think if you start putting those incentives in, because they already get incentive for for playing, you know, it's contract incentive for making the All Star game and stuff like that. So start, man, hey man, first team to uh to seventy five points, everybody on the team gets ten thousand dollars. Oh, now mind you, these are millionaires. They don't care. But as we know, as LeBron showed us uh, with this three pointer uh, and what was it, Schroeder over his shoulder, like these dudes gamble about anything. So you start putting little price values on certain stuff. I think you can start getting a more competitive game. Football is the only one that you're not going to get a competitive game. Because of the because time of year it is, time and nobody wants is, to get hurt. Nobody wants to get hurt playing, you know, play football, playing practice football. So I totally So all understand. the linemen just stand up straight and so pretend to block. I say just go seven on seven flag, baby. Shimmy back and forth. I say just go seven on seven flag, baby. That would be fun. That would be a lot more fun to watch. Yeah, but there's still the injury risk, right? Even on seven on seven flag, like tearing an ACL. Or, could you imagine a good player tearing his ACL in the Pro Bowl. Yeah. I mean, could you I mean just Yeah, but my these God. guys can tear ACLs and and ACLs I know, but in, the, it, in any All-Star game. It's just like it's such a bad look if that happens. You know, it's just like I can't even I can't even imagine if that was a thing that would happen. No. It'd be terrible. Have you voted for your All-Stars yet for NBA? No. Joe? I never vote. <laughs> I've never voted either. This is I've never done it either. I, I used to like in middle school. You yeah. Know, but that was kind of cool. I don't know. My I voice was, is heard. I was looking through something and said, vote for your NBA All-Stars. And I decided to vote and I realized something. See, Dame, CJ, Nurkic. Now, here's the cold part. CJ would have made the team Gary this year. Gary Trent Jr. <laughs> CJ would have made the team this year. Oh, CJ was playing great. CJ would have made, and I feel really bad for him. CJ was playing the best of any player in the league, really, when he went down, wasn't he? He like was, in terms of right percentage there. of threes, absolutely. And, you know, three point percentage, and I think threes made at that point. CJ he's was definitely top five in scoring. Yeah, so he, this was his year. Like I feel really bad. Now he's gonna miss two months, or probably like what a month and a half now. So that's that sucks for him because you've always. I think we've been waiting what seven years for CJ to finally get to that point to to be an all star. Like he's been this guy that's been right on the cusp, like twenty points a game, just not enough rebounds or assists or anything like that. Now you're top of the league in scoring and. You're going to miss the next couple of months. So that sucks for CJ because I was really hoping to get a chance to get in CJ All-Star jersey. So we'll talk a little NBA on the show today. We had a huge buzzer-beating win from Damian Lillard last night. A really good end of the game against the Bulls. Happy uh, birthday from Damian Lillard to Joe Fisher yesterday, by the way. Absolutely. Yeah, very nice of him. <laughs> good birthday present. Probably the best birthday present you got was watching that shotgun. Well, I, I, I played golf and I had some nice drives finally in my whole entire life. So nice little birthday present there. Well, that's good. Nice little bunker shot as well. Golf <laughs> gods were nice to me yesterday. There you go. Uh, so we'll talk some NBA, but also we got NFL, of course, on the show. There has been a massive trade, which is what we have to start with because it happened last night in the NFL. There's also the Deshaun Watson stuff we didn't really get a chance to get to last week. 
He wants out. They've hired their coach. It's not the guy he wanted. He still wants out. There's going to be a standoff between those two sides. So we'll get to that as well. We got Hater to Love It coming up at 1030. Uh, but yeah, let's start with the let's start with the trade, huh? Oh, in Texas, 503-250-1080 on the fan text line. Matt Stafford, no longer a Detroit Lion. Jared Goff, no longer an LA Ram. Interesting trade. Are the Rams going to be really, really, really good next year? This is Football Sunday and Sports Sunday at the same time. No, it's Sports Sunday on Tendy to the Fan. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. I know this beat, but I don't know the song off the top of my head. So um, originally the song is uh, Into You by Tamia, who is Grant Hill's wife. You know, put that out there. Beautiful, beautiful voice. All right. And then Fabulous, F-A-B-O-L-O-U-S. I love Fabulous. Not how you spell that, folks. Just not how you spell Fabulous. (laughs) Just, you know. Go with, go with me. We know. I know the song Breathe by him very well. That's I a like great that record. song a lot. That's a great record. But, yeah, this is fabulous. And originally to Ashanti, but Ashanti's voice is awful. And so they went and got a beautiful voice in Tamiya. And that's why you got that uh, classic record. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Are you saying know? that the song the song was made with Ashanti, but it was so bad they changed so it? So Tamiya's song was written in like, t- 19, uh, like 2001, maybe 2000, something like that. They remade the song with Fabulous um, and Ashanti with the same beat and same everything, but Ashanti sounded awful. And so they decided to take her off of that song and put on Tamia. And yeah. Cool. Tamia's voice is great. Shout out to Grant Hill and his hot wife, Tamia. <laughs> uh, RP1, who is doing the Ask Anything stuff, he says cookies, donuts, or fresh break bread straight out of the oven. Uh, it's the bread for me, my friend. Straight out of the oven. You put the butter on it, and it instantly melts. Mm, delicious. Yeah, I'm going to go bread, though, too. I mean, are we talking, like, fresh cookies out of the oven, too? Like, some warm chocolate chip yes. cookies? Like what, All three of those fresh out of the oven. Cookies, donuts, or bread. Donuts come out of the oven? I thought they fried those. Why? I, I think you're thinking of, like, the Krispy Kreme when it's rolling out of the, the hot oven hey man. on the roller, and then you get it fresh. Crisp- Have you ever had it fresh Krispy from there? Krispy Kreme donuts are crack. When the light is on? Absolutely. I'm going to go with the cookies. I mean, a nice, warm, uh, doughy chocolate chip cookie. When you just... pull it apart and the chocolate yeah. gets uh, the chocolate line as you, as you take it. sometimes I'm not that's a big fan of those because the, 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 the dough can be kind of gooey still. Well, that's the best part. It's not, though. Sometimes That's, that's 100% you know, the best part. Not, but I'm, You want I'm, the dough to be hard and crunchy? So me, no, of course not. But I'm saying, like, sometimes it's... Almost, almost delicious not, cookie. Almost not oh, done. My tooth. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the bread though. There's so many different types of bread. Yep. And you know, you very get versatile. A, yeah, exactly. You get a, a a nice slice of bread. And mind you, I haven't been eating bread in a while because I'm, I'm fat and I'm trying not to be anymore. But uh, yeah, man, I'd probably go with a a nice. That reminds me. Uh, yeah, that reminds me. Uh, there's a restaurant in Cannon Beach called The Irish Table. It's a small little place that's in the back of a coffee shop. And it's only open at night. It's really good. You have to, there's no reservations. You have to stand there and wait outside when they open. And they give you fresh baked soda bread right as mm. you like walk in. It is still like molten hot. And they give you some Irish butter with it, which is the best butter. And you spread it on it. And oh my God. Yeah. 
The best part. I get like three refills of that bread when I go. If there. you've ever been to Cheesecake Factory, which you know is like the everyone has, it's like the Wendy's of you know of like the nice restaurants. You know, it's I mean, it's good. You know, it's not. Yeah, it's they not have bad. good food. Yeah, you know, Wendy's food, is fantastic. Wendy's is great. Like you go to Wendy's, like man, this is you know, it's not it's not the best burger, but I mean, I'll I'll smash Wendy's no problem. But they give you that. You know that bread was like a rye or something. There's like that. the brown yeah, and the brown, white. Yeah, so the white is sourdough. The brown is something. Man, that bread goes. I asked, man, can I have some warm bread? I think it kind of irritates him because it doesn't really come warm. It's like, man, yeah, just bring me some, back some some of that warm bread and some of that butter, and then just it does just come, keep it coming. It does come warm if you time it right. Like if you get there and they just baked it, you'll get it warm. But they just pull it off of whatever you know. Yeah. So at the end of the run, you'll get probably, the cold bread, which is nowhere pull it near off as of somebody good. Somebody else's plate that didn't eat it. Like, oh, they, they won't be using this anymore. <laughs> I don't think in COVID you could probably do that anymore. But, uh, yeah, they might have done that in the past. You never know. Almost as good as uh, Olive Garden breadsticks. Just had those last night. They delicious. are pretty good. Absolutely delicious. Right, Mike? What? But, <laughs> I mean, if, if you, man, for, for no reason, then we can, we're going to move on to this. Uh, I bought Pizza Hut for my son the other day. He was sweating me about Pizza Hut. I'm like, ew. Because, I, you know, now that you're older, Pizza Hut and Domino's and all those, all those, now that I'm older, it's like all those places are like, huh, it's good. I'd I'm much rather get pizza from a really good place. You it's, know, now uh, that I'm older. I've always said this. This is something my mom has always said, and I, I agree with it 100% of the time, is sometimes you're in the mood for pizza, and you go get the best pizza. Sometimes you're in the mood for Pizza Hut. You're in the mood for the stuffed crust, or you're in the mood for pizza. Papa John's, I, I you're in the mood the for Domino's. Pizza Hut pan, man. Shout out to Pizza Hut. Whoever love thought that. of that because it's it's delicious. I'll it's never get grease. panned from there. I, I oh, always get the stuffed crust. Wonderful. Always but stuffed crust. I got the uh, the pasta, which is actually not bad, and uh, they came with breadsticks. And it's probably breadsticks bad for were you. Awesome. So, man, I don't know what you do. They have pizza cheese Hut. stuffed garlic knots there now. Gross. Also delicious. Gross. What? No. <laughs> money. Gross. Everything from pizza. Do you not money. like garlic? I do. I'm. I'm not a big fan of like, uh, like, cheese stuffed garlic. Like the, the just the, like I used you to don't love, like. Is that why you don't like stuffed? Crust? I just love stuffed crust. I you used communist. to. And it's like it's not good anymore. It was great at a point, but now it's like, oh, this is a different. No, it's still cheese good. Cheese and no, it's not. No, it ain't. It, it tastes like they put like string cheese inside of the. <laughs> Isn't the that what crust. they've always put into it's stuffed not, crust? It, it, it didn't taste. <laughs> they used to taste like it. it's different. Pretty accurate. I mean, what what is like the it. size of the crust? It's a tube shape. String cheese is a tube. You just slide it into each crust. Gross, dude. Perfect. Gross, dude. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. Work smarter, not harder. Just throw a tube of string cheese in there. Sick, dude. <laughs> Rashad's revolted right now. Um, all right. Let's get into the trade that happened yesterday. It was a big deal. It was uh, a bit of a surprise, I guess, is Matt Stafford is going from the Lions to the Rams. And the Rams are sending Jared Goff to the Lions as well as a third-round pick this year, a first-round pick next year, and a first-round pick in 2023. So now in the NFC West, you will have Matt Stafford on that Rams team that has the great defense and the good receivers and the good tight ends. And no longer will you have this massive concern of who your quarterback is because you got Stafford there. Now Stafford's older than Goff, of course. He's 33 years old. but And he's he's had... Injury issues in a way that he doesn't miss a lot of games, but he's often playing hurt. So that's something to keep in mind is he's hurt his back a couple of times. He's played through it, but, you know, it has affected him. I think he hurt his shoulder last year a little bit. It did affect him a little bit. He's getting older. He's going to probably continue to get hurt. And uh, so that's a risk you're taking. But to me, this is, although you're trading a lot for Matt Stafford, two firsts and a third, and Goff, who was the former number one overall pick, you're getting a better quarterback. Than you had in Goff. And for that, the Rams are going to be a really, really tough team to deal with in the NFC West. I, I think the Rams, it's 
I think they became the best team in the NFC West. Now, Russell Wilson, <clears throat> Russell Wilson and the Seahawks uh, are one of those teams that are going to be there. I think they still got some some cleaning up to do on that defense to to be a really competitive team. Uh, I think they still need some help on that offensive line to be a, a, just a little bit better. And well, let's hope Russell their new Wilson. offensive coordinator can call an offense. And there's, well. a, and there's fingers crossed on that, you know. So I, I think the, the the Seahawks are still there. But I think the Rams really just became the best team, you know, in that uh, division. So I'm looking at Matt Stafford's picture, and I know it's the same one that he had uh, as a lion, but he even looks happier in this Rams jersey than he did in the other one. I know it's the exact same one. But I feel I, like that's just a mental yeah, gymnastic thing I, 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 I think here. he's like, man, I'm, I'm happy to be out of there because you mentioned the fact that he has injuries and he, he typically plays through them. Through, what has it been? Um, 11 seasons. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, uh, 12 seasons. Matt Stafford has missed, what is it, three games. He played three games in 2010 because he got hurt, and then he played eight games 2019 because he got hurt. But even you mentioned the fact that he played through some back issues. He's played through some knee issues. He's yeah. played through some shoulder issues. Did he start his rookie year because he was – was he the number one pick out of Georgia? He was the number, number one, one pick. Number one overall. So he probably started right away. So he's missed – Six, thirteen. Yeah, he's 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 missed some Was games. John Kitna, his his the starting <laughs> quarterback in in uh. But for almost every season he's played, he's played in every single game. And 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 the thing is, he's performed really well. He's only had a couple seasons where. He's thrown way too many interceptions, and that was kind of right around the first five years of his career. 20 picks the first year, then third uh, third year, 16, 17, 19. But those numbers have come down, and the touchdown numbers have gone up. And so you look at what Jared Goff has been able to do with his Rams offense. And, you know, it hasn't been great, you know, but there's been they've been able to win. And behind that defense, they've been able to do a lot of things. You put Jerry, you trade, trade Jared Goff for Matthew Stafford, with those good receivers and with a, a run game that looked like it finally started to come around as we got closer to the playoffs, man, hey, why can't the Rams be back there? Like he's if you say that Matt Stafford isn't better than Jared Goff, you haven't been watching football. Oh, I don't think anybody's saying that. It is an improvement for sure. Also, you get out from under the big contract that you gave Jared Goff. You Which gave him it a couple of years contract. ago. It was a massive contract, and now the Lions have to deal with it. Um the 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 receiving issue thing with the Rams is, is a huge point for me, is that Stafford's always had good receivers, and because of it, he's been good, even though the Rams are sorry, the, the Lions have been bad, right? He's still been able to put up good stats. You know, he had Calvin Johnson for a long time. He's had Kenny Galladay. Uh, Marvin Jones has been good for him. He's had good receivers there, but now you're going to an offense that made Jared Goff look good most of the time. Most of the time. You've got Robert Woods, you've got Cooper Cup, you have a young Van Jefferson who's supposed to be really, really good. You've got Higby and, and Everett at tight end. Um, you've got a decent offensive line. And you've got a much more creative play caller right. and a much more creative offense. Now, to be fair, although I'm not sure this is going to matter too much for the Rams, the Rams passing game coordinator is now the offensive coordinator in Seattle. So there is going to be a bit of a change there. But if you're getting a new quarterback in and a new passing game coordinator, quote unquote, then maybe that'll be fine too. So better offense equal equally as good wide receivers i think Stafford's going to be legit he's not going to be a world beater he still can't run so that's going to be taken out of the game and jared goff could run a tiny bit so that's going to be changed a little bit in, in the rams offense but and he's getting older but still i could see him you know what, what did he do last year he got 26 tuds and 10 interceptions last year on a really really bad lions team a really really hard to watch lions team i could see him going 35 and 14 next year with the rams 
10 more touchdowns, a couple more picks just because you're, you know, you're getting older. Maybe he makes a little bit worse decisions or slower in his reads. It's going to be a great year. I think he's going to have even more than that with that defense. He's probably going to be on the field a lot. You know, there's going to be a lot of three and outs, you know, well, he's only the, had over 32 touchdowns once. And that was his third year. We had 41. So when I say 35, that is a big boost for him. No, it is. Absolutely is. You know, and I think the last time he had uh, 30 touchdowns, uh, Megatron was on his team. And so he hasn't had a legit wide receiver to really throw the ball to. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to call Golden Tate, you know, uh, a, a great number one. And so this would be a great opportunity for him uh, to play with the Robert Woods and to play with a, uh, a Cooper Cup who's really emerging as, you know, one of the better guys in the league. So I think this is awesome, awesome for him. I'm, I'm happy I'm happy for Matt Stafford right now. There's a lot of guys I just felt like, man, deserve better from their careers, you know, especially, you know, your relatively good guy. Your, your wife probably talks a little too much for everybody's liking, <laughs> but, yeah. for, but for the most part, you're, you're a relatively good guy and you just, you just play the game, and you haven't complained as much about being in this losing situation for almost 20 years. You've been in Detroit for your entire career. As we know from uh, one of our very own, Joey Harrington, being in Detroit is not good for your career. It's not. And Matt Stafford's made lemonade of lemons. I mean, he's had a good career, even though the Lions have never really been good while he's been there. And now he has a chance to compete for a Super Bowl, so absolutely great. The, the flip side of this is the return is a lot. It's a lot to give up for a 33-year-old quarterback, and I want to get to that next. Also, do you think Jared Goff in a new situation will be any better, or is this kind of just purely a salary dunk kind of move? So we'll get to that next. Also, we'll start getting into the Deshaun Watson situation as well. Uh, this is Sports Sunday. First, Joe has sports. Now, now, from the Fan Sports Desk, a Sports Center update on 1080 The Fan. This update brought to you by Clawson Heating and Air Conditioning. Their experts are focused on one thing, your comfort. Schedule your free estimate at ClawsonHeating.com. It's hard to stop a train. First on the fan, as mentioned in the last segment, big NFL trade over the last 24 hours. As Jared Goff, no longer an L.A. Ram, he'll be heading to the Detroit Lions. And Matt Stafford, who has spent his entire career with the Lions, is now heading to the L.A. Rams. The Rams will also send to Detroit two future first-round picks and a third-round pick as well. Stafford, he has two years left on his current deal. Reports say that the Rams don't play on giving him an extension just yet. In the NBA, a dramatic finish for the Portland Trailblazers last night against the Chicago Bulls. Down by five points with 11 seconds left, Damian Lillard hit a long three-point shot to cut the deficit to two. Gary Trent Jr. then tied up the inbound with Zach Levine for a jump ball. Blazers recovered that jump ball. The ball then went to Damian Lillard and a fadeaway three-point buzzer beater gave the, the, the Blazers the victory over the Chicago Bulls 123-122. Damian Lillard finishing with 44 points in the victory. The Blazers, they'll get the day off before they take on the Milwaukee Bucks tomorrow on Monday at 5 o'clock. Also in the NBA, after increasing their offensive firepower, the Brooklyn Nets adding a little defensive help by signing free agent Amon Shumpert on Saturday. More sports scores and stories in 30 minutes. I'm Joe Fisher from the 1080 The Fan Sports Desk, Portland Sports Leader. A radio.com sports station, Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. Winter golf can be quite soupy here in the Northwest, but not at Langdon Farms. Hey, it's Rob. Go play the course that commits to the best drainage in the area. Langdon Farms Golf Club, just off I-5 south of Wilsonville. And remember, public only. 
Hi, I'm Leif. You know me as a body shop owner for over 30 years, helping consumers with auto claims and repairs. Now, for the first time, we are bringing you behind the scenes, exposing insurers and the billion-dollar skim. It's called Leif's Weekly. That's Leif's Weekly. We update daily with compelling insurance stories along with Oregon and world news. Our mission, to give you the tools to make informed decisions. As I like to say, there's always another side to every story. My job, to give you a voice. Leif'sWeekly.com. If you've been arrested for a DUI, call the Reynolds Defense Firm. This is MacDaniel Reynolds with the Reynolds Defense Firm, and we specialize in just one thing. We represent good people facing DUI charges. If you've been arrested, the first thing you need is to find the right law firm to help you, the kind of law firm you can place your faith and trust into, a law firm that you can believe in and one that will believe in you too. The Reynolds Defense Firm is exactly that kind of law firm for the clients we work with. We do fantastic legal work, and our team is second to none. While every case is unique and outcomes differ, what I can say is that our successes in the courtroom often border on amazing. And this isn't just a happy coincidence. Our attorneys have more than 35 years of experience in Oregon's DUI laws, and we understand the criminal justice system inside and out. When I say we do just one thing, I mean it. And this is why we are so effective. The Reynolds Defense Firm isn't right for everyone, but we are exactly the right firm to help good people who face DUI charges. Please keep our number in your telephone, and if someone you believe in has been arrested for a DUI, please call us right away. The Reynolds Defense Firm. We're solid. We're here if you need us, and we are very good at what we do. If you're watching a big football game without wings from Big's Chicken, you're doing it wrong. Smoke, then fry, tossed in dry rub, and served with three killer sauces. Super Sunday pickup at Gleason and Beaverton. Order online at bigschicken.com. At BMW Portland, their goal is to make certain that you're totally satisfied with your entire BMW experience. You'll feel their commitment to your satisfaction the moment you walk through the door of their beautiful state-of-the-art showroom. Check out their huge inventory of certified pre-owned BMWs, incredible prices, and the peace of mind that comes with the purchase of a warrantied BMW of Portland certified vehicle. Special lease and finance offers available through BMW Financial Services. BMW Portland, Portland's only BMW dealership on Southwest Jefferson downtown or at BMWPortland.com. What's your opinion? I would like to know things. The AAA heating and cooling poll question gives you a chance to vote on the hottest topics of the day or whatever Isaac and Soup think matters. This is hard. It's all just hard. I should get paid for this. Brought to you by AAA Heating and Cooling, a family business helping families for over 50 years. Visit AAAIAQ.com. The AAA Heating and Cooling poll question. Vote now at 1080thefan. You know what you're signing up for. .com. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. That's true. I did the high, you did the fly. <laughs> I, I'm really loving this trend of like early thousands music that was on my original MP3 player coming hey man, up on the show. Straight off the Zoom. That's why I love it, man. <laughs> man, this. Hey, if you don't like 3-6 Mafia... And you probably don't listen to a lot of like, you know, kind of southern rap, anything like that, because they really put Memphis on the map. And Three Six Mafia is super, super dope. There's a there's a documentary, or it's like kind of like a series on Netflix called The um, Evolution of Hip Hop. Um, you get a chance, you should really watch it. It's about this dude who's like a he's a rapper, like an independent kind of rapper, and he decides to kind of study the overall evolution of hip hop, and so he makes sure he touches on. Everything in hip hop from 
the original, you know, kind of start of it, the the mixing, the breakdancing, the boom bap era, the, you know, all the way the East Coast, West Coast, down South, uh, Bay Area music. Like, he did a great job. The mixtape era did a great job of kind of, you know, going around and showing all the different phases of hip-hop. So you get a chance. It's on Netflix. Check it out. That's cool. How, is it, how many episodes is it? Uh, it's like four seasons, and oh. each season has like maybe four, four or five episodes. So it's really in-depth. That's yeah, cool. it's pretty dope, yeah. And they go like through each era too? They go through, yeah, They all the eras, uh, they kind of, you know, touch on, he gets a chance to interview certain folks, but one of them was he talked about, uh, you know, kind of the down south movement and stuff like that. So I, he talked about Memphis and talked about Houston and then like the young, young bloods and stuff. No, well, not necessarily the young bloods, but he did stop at Atlanta. Crunk talked music. about trap music and the invention of that. And mm. of course, the person that kind of bought trap music in is T.I., you know, and kind of, you know, talked about his, you know, evolution. So it was pretty, it was pretty dope. Not a good week for Ti. Not the best. Not the no? best. Like couple years for Ti. I, I He's didn't been hear doing anything. some weird stuff, man. Like, uh, yeah, do, do that research on your off time. Okay, uh, yeah, <laughs> tip, pretty messed up. Tip is a great, you know, a, a great rapper. You know, he's a one of the best, but he's just a weird dude. Like, I mean, there's certain dudes that I just wouldn't want to kick it with, and he's kind of one of them. And a predator. You know? I mean, he's a weird dude. You know what I mean? Like, I just that's, don't really that's a light way of putting it. If he's a predator, you can just say he's a predator. Yeah, Rochelle. that's a light way of putting it right there. Yeah, he's he's not the he's. I was trying to be PC, but no, yeah, predator. He's a weirdo, and it just went from you're a great rapper to now like R. Almost R. Kelly stuff. I can't really mess with you, bro. So, the Lions in return get Jared Goff, a third round pick this year, and two first round picks for Matt Stafford. Do you feel like that's enough that the Lions got back for Stafford? Or do you feel like they could have gotten more? I saw very mixed discussion on this on social media of like, wow, that's a lot to give up for a 33-year-old quarterback. Or, oh, they only had to give up a couple of picks in golf who they didn't want to keep anyway? That's not so bad. How, how do you kind of fall on this, Rashad? Um, Man, I, I feel like they did what they had to do. But I think the Lions got exactly what they should have got. You got two future first and a third. Like they really just mortgage their entire future. If you're the, um, if you're the Rams on Matt Stafford, I think you got plenty. That first round pick, I, I don't know if it's, uh, depending on where you fall and everything, that's that's going to be a, probably a good pick for you. And any any first round pick is going to be a, a a pickup for you. That's yeah. going to be good because that's somebody that you instantly. It's still going to be the Rams' first round exactly, pick, though. but it's going to so be somebody be that you instantly expect to be a part of your, uh, a, a part of your rotation, a heavy part of your rotation. So. Those are two good picks. And then a third, also another person. To, first, second, third round, you expect those guys to compete relatively soon. You expect them to really do that. Fourth, third, fourth, fourth fifth, sixth round, maybe you get a guy in there that does his thing and gets a chance to uh, to start and get some significant minutes. But for the most part, first three rounds, we expect you to contribute. So if the Lions just got, man, three, man, or two first-round picks and a third, I think they did for Matt Stafford, who is – you know, by all accounts, a 25 touchdown, 10 uh, interception guy for a year. Not a great numbers, but for Matt Stafford, I think that's a pretty good price. I think they could have gotten a little bit more, but you're right. It's a, it's a team that now is going to be entering a full rebuild. New head coach who wants to bite kneecaps off. And you've got a new GM, and this was his first move, was to trade Stafford for Goff. I don't know if they necessarily want Goff. But it was a salary dump by the Rams, and it gave them a lot of, and it gave the Lions a lot of picks in return. So they kind of had to take it in that sense. So I think it's a good return if it's if it's the start of their rebuild. Yeah, you will get a couple of firsts. You just can't mess it up. 
And do you trust Detroit not to mess it up? I don't know if I do. I don't know if I do. So that's why I say I kind of want them to get maybe a little bit more for this because I do think Stafford at 33 is is going to still be good for many years to come. But you're right. The Rams did, quote-unquote, mortgage their future. I don't generally love when teams do that. But the Rams, since they drafted Goff number one overall, which was 2016, I believe, they have not had a first-round pick. They haven't picked in a first round in 17, 18, 19, 20, and now won't in 21, 22, or 23. Um, and there's, they've still been a good team. So it's almost as if their strategy is to constantly be trying to win now because <laughs> you're not getting any guys in the first round, uh, or maybe they just trust that they can develop the guys they get a little bit later in the draft as well into valuable starting players. But yeah, I mean, for the Lions, I don't know what this does outside of you get Jared Goff, who I don't think is that good. Um, Kenny Galladay is a free agent, by the way. He's not going to be back. I think Marvin Jones is a free agent too. He's not going to be back. So you're going to have a very, very young team and Jared Goff. <laughs> hey, man, I'm I'm good with that if you're um, the Rams. I think more teams should be on this win-now stuff. Like, why are we building for the future? I don't want to – we've been building for the future here in Portland for so long for a championship. I don't want to do that anymore. No Sometimes you just want to know your team is all in right now. Sorry, yeah, sorry, fans. We're not going to do this whole future thing and, you know, a process. No, we want to win today. That's what the Rams have showed me for the past three, three or four years. Like, no, we're trying to win now. I don't because if I get a, you get a Super Bowl now, again, like we talked about with uh, guys that have won Super Bowls early in their career or earlier and then played another decade, like the Aaron Rodgers and the Drew Brees of the world, like the Sean Paytons of the world, like, man, you win one and everybody's pretty much off your case. And for for like another decade, then they'll start saying, oh, well, can he win another one? But you've already won one. So I, I love the fact that the Rams are trying to go all in right now. The Patriots at points went all in today. Let's win. When uh, when the Broncos finally won a Super Bowl, all in right now. We're not going to wait for uh, for the future, and we're not going to wait for this guy to develop and for this guy to develop and to finally find the right offensive court. No, let's do this now. I love it. Yeah, I wanted. I kind of wanted the Broncos as, as being my favorite team to trade for Stafford. Or I want them to trade for any of the quarterbacks on the market right now because I just don't believe in Drew Locke, and you've got a lot of good young talent on that team, and it would be much more of a win-now move, and you've got a good defense. And I guess there's the issue with I, – I, I haven't heard any updates of this investigation into Von Miller. Remember, there was that going on in Denver. There was a police investigation into him. So, I mean – assuming he's innocent i have no idea what it's for they didn't give a lot more details uh, you have an aging von miller and you got a you got a good defense so try to win now i think a lot of teams could benefit from making this these moves this year is going to be potentially interesting because there was so many quarterbacks that were set to be available or yeah. rumored to be available i mean there was the whole aaron Rodgers thing where he was like i don't know if i'm gonna be here anymore and you know deshaun watson obviously wants out which we'll get to next segment but there's 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 uncertainty everywhere so i think a lot of teams would behoove them to kind of make a little bit of a risky move and and make a trade i also think this helps set the market for some of those other trades if stafford's going for two firsts and a third and a starter a bad contract but a starter then depending on the level of the quarterback i think you can kind of gauge what that player would go for deshaun watson is 25 correct Mm-hmm. He's 25, so he's way younger than Matt Stafford, and he's arguably better than Matt Stafford. Well, he's not arguably. He's better than Matt Stafford. What would a trade for him take, and will the Texans even do it? Let's get to that next. This is Sports Sunday on The Fan. 
Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Interesting, because I did go when I went through and, and made my Spotify within the last year. I went and added all the songs that I wanted. The game had way more albums than I thought he did, because I stopped listening after the first two. <laughs> after oh, yeah. Doctor's Advocate and the documentary, flip that documentary, Doctor's Advocate. I just stopped listening to him. I didn't like the Doctor's Advocate. I no, that one had some good songs. Uh, it? I mean. Your first album was so was so great. It was you know? so good. And like anything after that is like if it's just good, then it's like it's the Dogfather. Doggy style Snoop's first album was so dope that when Dogfather came out, it was like, uh, I mean it's it's good. You know. It is hard to make consecutively good albums. Unless there's there's only certain dudes, certain people that have made consecutively uh good albums. You know Say what, what you want, Kanye is one of them. You should uh go back and listen to Jesus Piece by the game. It's got a lot of features in it, but that's a that's a really good album, I think. That's an album? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus piece. Really? Yeah. I don't remember that at Kanye all. Got I, weird. I added all of them. Well, he got weird, but his first like four albums were really good. I'll give him first three. Okay, first three, skip 808s, and then Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is a masterpiece. Mm, okay. To each his own. I get it. Official hot take. You heard it here first. I don't that's even his best think album. that's a hot take. That's pretty accurate. It's his best album by no, far. No, it's not. No, it's not. College Dropout is easily his best album. I mean, it's a good album. Front to back. Is there's not, there's, he doesn't have another album. You can that's make more the case for both. No, you you can, can agree to disagree. Beautiful no, Dark Twisted Fantasy is so good. Every song is a certified banger. That's his, that might be his fourth best album, in my opinion. All right. Yeesh. That's, that's a third. I feel, I'll I, give him third. I'll give him third. That's I feel, third I album. feel like you're really disrespecting him here. I'm really not. Cause you know, you, we got to remember how good college dropout, college dropout, it's like registration were. They're all like, yeah, graduation's a good album too. And so is his, my beautiful. Dark his Christmas first two reasons, first two albums are the reason people love Kanye. Jay-Z also has good consecutive albums. Yes. He does. Eminem has good consecutive albums. No, he does not. He has two good consecutive albums. Okay. Uh, You're gonna tell me the Eminem show is a good album. That's my favorite. Of Relapse that's, is a good album. That, that is the actually, Eminem show is his best album. Yeah, no, that's it's a, not. Come on, guys. What are we? I, I don't know if it's his best, but that's that's a really good album. That's you a fantastic Eminem show is a great album. Yeah. Fantastic. I, album. I thought there were three records on there that were great. We'll talk about that another time. <laughs> Nas consecutive good albums. Come on, guys. No. No. Okay. Illmatic, Godson, Stillmatic. Come oh, on. No, man. No. No. What is happening? <laughs> Illmatic was great, and then it was like ten years, like Jay said. It was like ah, uh, it was like yeah. Nah, okay. Godson's a really good album. It is. <laughs> what are we talking about now? <laughs> I'm going to stop doing these rejoiners and these bumpers. It's no, causing no, issues. It's causing a rift in this show. <laughs> uh, no, we're, we'll, t- we'll get to Deshaun Watson here. So Deshaun Watson officially has demanded a trade. Apparently weeks ago he did it, you know, in secret. But now it's been reported that he demanded a trade. And this comes right as they hired their new head coach, some guy named David Culley that nobody's heard of. He was an assistant on the Ravens. And all of this is because Deshaun Watson went to the ownership and said, hey, I'd like to be a part of the process to hire a GM and to hire a head coach. You just signed me to a massive contract. Let me be a part. I'm the franchise quarterback. Let me be a part of it. They said, okay, Deshaun, give us some of your suggestions for GM. He gave them some suggestions. They didn't interview any any of them 
Uh, also, to be fair, they hired a search firm and didn't interview any of those people either and went their own direction completely. Then he didn't get asked about the head coach interviews. Finally was asked who he wanted. Obviously, he said Eric Bieniemy, the assistant on the Chiefs, who still can't get a job. Um, they did interview him, but they didn't hire him, and they hired David Culley from the Ravens. Deshaun Watson is a 1,000% done with Houston. He wants out. He said he wants to be traded. He said at a certain point it didn't matter who they hired. He was done. He has since removed on social media every mention of the Texans. He's removed any picture that has him in a Texans gear or a helmet. He's gone to be just athlete on social media. He's done. The Texans have come out and said we have zero interest in trading Deshaun Watson. We just signed him to a long contract. He's our franchise quarterback. We want to repair the relationship. There's an interesting kind of back and forth among fans here where it's like, how much should the player be able to to push for a GM and a coach? It's not really his job to do that. Um, you know, he signed a contract. He should honor his contract. And then there's the other side that's saying he's the star quarterback. You know, what he says matters. He's by far your best player. You should be able to appeal to what he wants. And, of course, he's unhappy. I kind of tend to side with the latter. I think Deshaun Watson being the franchise quarterback, being the star quarterback, he should have say. And if the team is not treating him with respect that he thinks he deserves or that they promised him, then he should be allowed to demand a trade. Now, the Texans don't have to trade him, but that's in his right. It shouldn't be like, oh, well, you signed your contract, honor it. No, I mean, if you're the best player, you have a right to do that. But it's going to be an interesting standoff here because it doesn't seem like Deshaun Watson's budging. And the Texans' ownership is apparently horrific. And a lot of former Texans players have come out and said how bad it is. And they're not budging. And they're going to start finding Deshaun Watson for not showing up. And if he doesn't play games, he's going to miss game checks. And I, I wonder who's going to budge on this first. I really do. Because you've got an amazing quarterback in Deshaun Watson who's in a really bad situation and wants out. And the Texans can get a lot for him if they actually trade him. I want everybody to have the same amount of venom for Deshaun Watson that they had for James Harden. I don't care what you say. I don't care what, 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 we're, what we're talking about. This is a dude who's demanding to be traded because he feels like he's not being listened to by his team. He feels like he's not being respected by his team after four years. The other dude gave like eight years to that team, all-star games, uh, most valuable players in, finals, or in, in uh, Western Conference finals appearances. So if we're going to have all this hate for James Harden for doing whatever, I expect everyone to have that same amount of smoke for Deshaun Watson. I fully expect him to be they don't though they don't you they know view why? it very differently you know why because they like Deshaun Watson mm -hmm. he's likable he is likable that's fine that's fine he's also never complained James, before James Harden likes strip clubs I'm not mad at that that's not a reason to be mad at somebody <laughs> he shoots a lot of jumpers and makes them oh no but we're gonna talk about Deshaun Watson for now here's a dude that's played you know that's been a, a 16 game starter for three years I think he's made the playoffs once in that time yep where they uh, built the big lead against the Chiefs and then blew it. So not to say, two, two years ago. Yeah. So Deshaun Watson is clearly a, a talented player, but a, a dude complaining after year four of not you know not being. Now mind you, the Texans under uh, O'Brien man didn't do much to help him out. Man, you traded away uh, uh, Hopkins for for nothing. Basically, you never really got him any star receivers or outside of that or never got him a tight end. You wouldn't got David Johnson to be his running back. This year was pretty bad. 
this 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 past year for, as a Texan, it was it was pretty bad for him. Despite no, his the fact stats he, were still great. Despite the fact that he still had a great year, thirty three touchdowns, seven picks. That's a but. If they want some for Deshaun Washington, much like the Houston Rockets, man, they're going to have to spend a lot of money. They're going to have to give a lot of stuff up to get Deshaun Watson because, again, he's not Matt Stafford, a 25-touchdown, 10-interception, can't-run-for-anything guy. Like He's somebody that's going to get you maybe five touchdowns on the ground and 30 through the air, and lim- he's, and you see he's been limiting his number of interceptions. You know, Deshaun Watson's a top-five quarterback in the league. I think we really have to look at the at that list and 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 kind of say that because he's incredible. Like it's easy to say people are top five, but we, I think it's I think it's important to look at that list because he's he, is he better than uh, Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes? That's three right there. Is he better? I mean, so okay. I mean, is, uh, Lamar Jackson is still the still that he's dude. better than Lamar Jackson. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, again, so there's there's a lot of quarterbacks. So I don't know. Top five is saying a lot. I'd have to we'd have to look at that list and really go through that, but. Deshaun, we can't. What we can say is he's definitely one of the more talented quarterbacks in the league for sure. If you're saying he's anything other than top seven, top eight, you're tripping. You haven't been watching. But it's for the for as good as he is, it's going to cost you a whole lot. And I think teams so are going to be willing to give that up. If the market for Stafford was two firsts, a third, and a quarterback, then the market for Watson has to be three or four firsts. Your whole, your exactly a quarterback. And another pick, and it's right? got and it's got to be a team that's already set. Because you're if you're giving away that much, the reason the Rams could give up that much is that they built their team already. Their team is good. They've been building their team for the past few years. That's the reason they can give up two future future first round picks and a third because they're already set up. A team has to be already set up to win right now. That's the I mean, and you got to look around the league and see which teams are set up to be successful. Which team is so good they just they're just missing that quarterback piece. You know, you see Drew Brees is getting ready to probably There's retire. a lot of those teams. There's a lot of those teams. There's a lot of those teams out there. So, But are, how much are you willing to give up? If you saw what the going market is for Jared Goff, two first, the third, and, and the well, quarterback. Well, for Stafford. For yeah. Stafford. Excuse me, for uh, for Stafford. Two first, the third, and a quarterback. What do you think they're going to charge for Deshaun Watson? Honest, honestly. And now that Houston knows what they just got for for uh, for Stafford, it's like, oh, man, we're about to clean up with this. I, I say this with, with all honesty. As somebody who loves, you know, keeping draft picks and building for the future and now at the same time, that's one of my favorite, like, that's the correct way to build a team in sports is you don't mortgage your future for one player. But with how important the quarterback position is in the NFL, as a Broncos fan, I don't care what it takes. Get Deshaun Watson. I don't care. You have built a good offense. You have a good defense but you have a really, really, really average quarterback in Drew Locke. Go get Deshaun Watson. If you're the Saints and Drew Brees is retiring, and my God, Sean Payton, stop trying to push Taysom Hill down our throats. He's terrible. And you don't believe in Jameis Winston. Go get Deshaun Watson. And if you're the Colts, go get Deshaun Watson. There's so many teams that are just that quarterback piece away. And because of how important that position is in the NFL – I'm okay with mortgaging some of that future for a guy like Watson who is as young as he is. Now, the biggest problem is his contract is insane. This year, it's fine. He's getting paid 10 mil. He's got a $15 million cap hit. Next year, his cap hit is $40 million. Then $42 million. He also has a potential out after that year. So... It's going to be a massive amount of money on the books if you go get him, but I think he's worth it. He is 
look at how good he's been in a really dysfunctional franchise in Houston who's had one of the most laughable head coaches and GMs in a long time in the NFL and Bill O'Brien and ownership that's been racist. And now they've got some sort of like ex-preacher guy who's climbed the ranks in the in the in the franchise and is making decisions and, and nobody really trusts him, but he's really kind of gotten his way in into the ownership group. That's a franchise that's about ready to plummet into nothingness. And you've got one of the best young quarterbacks in the league and one of the best quarterbacks in the league. If I'm any of those teams, I just say go for it. Take the risk. Make the plunge. Because if you're any of those teams, you're not making the playoffs with Taysom Hill. You're not making the playoffs with whatever the Colts are going to do now that Phillip Rivers is retired. I thought they might go get Stafford. Um, you're not going to make the playoffs with Drew Locke. You know, expand that tenfold, twentyfold to a ton of teams. Go get Deshaun Watson. Mortgage the future. Do it. Do it. I, I agree with you. It's I mean, really, I, it's I, really opposite of what I normally think. I, I think so. you have to, but I, I think I really think Houston is going to make it so impossible for teams to. to they're they're going to get. They're going. The asking price is going to be crazy. But if he doesn't play, if he re- refuses to play, then what do you do? You think he's going to refuse to get money? I do not. At this point, it sounds like he's willing to dig in and not play. Everybody says that. Everybody says, I'm not going to play. I'm not going to show up. And he might miss some preseason games. He might miss OTAs. He might miss all that stuff. But at the end of the day, when it comes time for him to start week one, you think Deshaun Watson isn't going to be there? Because he doesn't, please, he wants to get paid. There's no way he's going to miss out because he's, he's going to sit out because he doesn't want to get paid. That would, that would never happen. This text says, also, Watson is super overrated. He's top 15. I think you're really reaching with him. I just don't think so. Like, when I watch him play, I see a special, special quarterback that in the right situation could be one of the best in the NFL. I really do. I mean, he's he's got a great arm. He's got mobility. He's got a great personality. He seems very likable generally. Um, good in the community. He seems like the guy, you know? And also, in, in a, on a side thought, is he's not white, right? He could be a star quarterback who's black which is huge. A whole community can rally around that guy and, and he do wonders for any city he goes to. It, it just, it, it feels like such a no brainer to me. It just does. I, I agree with you. you. There's, you don't really, you don't pass up a guy like Sean Watson. And if you have the means to get him, if you have, you know, what other, what the franchise is looking for to trade him, I, I think you have to make that. You, you, you have to make it happen. That's just, I mean, it's, there's not too often the players like this and especially this far into their career i mean he's not seven eight years in to where he's saying okay you got to trade me now four years four years he's been in the nfl so you're still getting prime deshaun watson so i think you kind of have to make that deal depending on you know whatever franchise you are all right let's take a break hour two coming up uh we have hitter love it coming up at 10 30 and some blazers talk to start a great clutch game winning shot from the man the myth the legend damian lillard happened last night we'll talk about it next this is sports sunday on the fan